This, this, this is you. K U T. K U T. Austin. Stop. I used to get mad at my Hello, and welcome to Higher Ed, KUT's podcast focusing on issues of higher education, lifelong learning, and exercising the brain. I'm Jennifer Staten with KUT 90.5, Austin's NPR station, talking as always with Dr. Ed Berger, president of Southwestern University in Georgetown, Texas. Hello, Ed. Hello, Jennifer, and welcome back to the Southwestern Sound Studios, where we figured out exactly how to turn the thing on. We did. And, you know, I was kind of watching the clock. It only took us about eight or nine (laughs) minutes this time. And last time? Oh, it was a good 20 minutes at least. (laughs) So we've cut our time in half, essentially. How many college graduates does it take to turn on some um, recording devices? Well, apparently the answer is two or more. (laughs) Or more. Or more. I will tell you, we have a listener um, is putting a very important question into our trusty hands. Great. So hopefully we can we Terrific. can deliver on the promise of a discussion. So I want to read you a little bit of an email we received from a listener to the podcast who had a topic he wanted to hear us discuss. Great. I'm a professor of English and regular listener based in Osaka, Japan. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool right yes, there. Listeners around the world. You often ask listeners to send in topic requests. And one I have a particular interest in that I don't believe has been examined on on your show is the tension between servicing the local community near an institution and appealing to international elements and example cited students, partnerships, etc. So I guess that's a question about, you know, if you're an institutional in a city, for example, oh, I don't know, Georgetown, Texas, <laughs> Thank you. you have your community around you, you have your state around you, but also you're trying to perhaps attract students who live in other places. You're trying to sort of establish a reputation around the world, but also be of service to Georgetown. Yeah, and I think uh, in the in the message that you read, the word service, I think, is, is the one that's interesting. Because, of course, uh, you want to have a diverse community of students and faculty and staff and coming from, from all over the world. And, and we do. We have students who come from, from all over the world. But in the servicing end, I think it's interesting to think about how within the curriculum or in the co-curricular life of a campus, uh, that community engages with the broader community, the local broader community and the global broader community. And we do that in a variety of ways uh, at Southwestern. We actually have an office for community-engaged learning. And what that is about is um, having professionals working with colleagues who are teaching classes, faculty, to uh, look for opportunities where the learning can happen outside the classroom. And it benefits the community, but it also benefits the, the life of the mind of the students. And that's a really exciting program that, that uh, is throughout our entire curriculum. The emailer's question really kind of, to me, raises a bigger picture question, which is, it kind of sounds basic, but I think it's actually a very deep question, which is, what is the role of an higher ed or any kind of educational institution in its community? Right. You know, does it feel like it has a role to sort of look outward and serve the community? Or does it feel like it is only there to serve students, faculty, staff, 
and sort of the inward community. Well, and from my, just as one person's opinion, I'm not speaking on behalf of any institution now, just me. Uh, I believe that institutions of higher learning are designed for one purpose, which is to inspire individuals to become better versions of themselves. And while the focus is on the students, obviously, I think that that should spill out into the community at large. And, and you know, people talk about town-gown relationships, you know, the gown yes. being like the, the cap and gown kind of thing, and then the town. And I'm delighted to say that Southwestern University and the city of Georgetown have, have excellent relationships on many different fronts. To me, when I think about servicing the broader community, it's how the students at Southwestern have an opportunity to uplift others around them. And so, for example, uh, the students uh, here host what's called uh, the big event, which on one Saturday, we, we had it uh, uh, about a month or so ago uh, in the spring, volunteers, so student volunteers, get up at 7.30 in the morning. Now, just take that in. 7.30 on a Saturday morning. That's a lot for college students to do, I will say. That's a huge giving right there. But they get together, and then they go out into the community and spend the day helping, uh, whether it's nonprofits or individuals who who could use help. And, and I think that that kind of service learning is a great opportunity. And then, of course, if you study abroad, there's an opportunity for that, doing internships abroad. Uh, we actually, Southwestern actually has some programs that it hosts itself uh, overseas. And the idea of going out of one's comfort zone and exploring a world and exploring people, I think, is a powerful way of learning on, for, for, for everybody, including uh, those uh, upon whom are being visited. And I think that that's exciting. So I want to dig into the emailer's question a little bit more in describing the things that an institution can do that Southwestern does, sort of that vision of the role of an institution. How does that translate to kind of appeal on an international scale? So if a if a institution in Georgetown, Texas, or Austin, Texas, or Boston, Massachusetts, or anywhere does that, does that also serve the purpose of appealing to students who may live in South America mm-hmm. or Japan or Europe? Or does a university have to sort of have multiple tracks to kind of of reach multiple communities? Or does one message, one blanket message kind of fit everybody? Oh, well, no. First of all, there's definitely multiple tracks, even intellectually. I mean, think about our role as faculty, as scholars. So let's let's, uh, not think of ourselves as directly as teachers and educators, but as scholars. I have colleagues who are always going around the globe to different countries to give presentations and keynote addresses at various conferences where people are coming from all over the the globe to interact with cutting-edge knowledge and creativity. So, I mean, those those contributions exist at, at many, many levels, not just at the student level, no. So what I love about that description is I love the idea that in this age of you know, video technology and cell phones. I love that people from around the world will gather together in a physical place to be together to hear a presentation. And I hope we don't lose that. But the truth is, you know, the current faculty, we're all, you know, old, older people. And, and in the next generation or the generation after that, maybe Skyping or Zooming is the way we have conferences. It certainly would save a lot of money, but it would be much less human. So the the puzzler is still a very human interaction. I don't think we will ever take that <laughs> nice. to 
to um, electronic media or other well, presentation. We are, we're doing it electronic right now. We're recording this. Well, we are, but I mean, you're, you're hearing we're this. talking to each other right. to bring the puzzler to life. What a wonderful segue, Jennifer. I Staten. try. All right, I here try. we go. Are you ready for I this am, week's puzzler? I am always ready. Or I'll say I'm ready as I'm going to be. I'm only going to say this one once. So Uh-oh. you got to get it down real fast. Okay. Are you ready? I hope so. I want you to divide 40 by half and then add 10. And the question is, what do you get? Divide 40 by half. And then add add 10. 10. And the question is, what do you get? And that is the puzzler, short and sweet. Actually, you know, as you're uh, thinking about the local and global thing, it reminds me of a story. And I I don't know if I shared this with you or not. But uh, you want to hear a local example where where you reach out to the community? Yeah. So this was some years back. Uh, one of my colleagues in the natural sciences, actually in uh, biology, uh, had her students go into uh, third grade local uh, elementary school and teach those third graders uh, some basic science based, you know, loosely on what they're learning in, in their college level biology class. And so the the student, my students were, were kind of coming into this um school and they're walking down the hall and, and a little third grader peered out and and saw my students coming and then ran in and loudly said the scientists are coming and and to which one of the southwestern students heard that and that's kind of funny in and of itself but she had this thought about wow she's never been called a scientist before she wasn't even planning on majoring in the hard sciences the natural sciences but that provoked a thought why couldn't I be a scientist? And she went on to actually graduate from Southwestern with a pre-med degree. And now she is in graduate school in the medical arts. And I just think that that is a great story to illustrate that when you bring people together, everyone, if it's done in a positive way, everyone gets uplifted, not just the people you think, like the third graders. Yeah, I mean, that that's, that's an interesting point, sort of wondering about how an institution sort of relates to all the different constituencies, all of those relationships will have sort of spillover effects, I guess you could say, and influences. And you may be spreading the word and not even necessarily realizing it. Again, going back to social media, word will spread, you know, unintentionally sometimes. Exactly, and hopefully for for positive reasons. By the way, I just think it's so cool that we uh, have a a listener in Japan, and have you been to Japan? I have not. So I was there once many years ago to give an address uh, at a Kyoto, and uh, I learned some Japanese. What did you learn? Do you want me to say yes, it? Yes, please so that do. Maybe our listener can... Please now, do. I, I think my accent is awful now, so I, I'm butchering it up, but I'll try it. Nihango de koeno shitain desu ka? Watashi no nihango wa... And what does that mean? So I was giving this keynote, and uh, what I was trying to say just there was, I would like to give my lecture in Japanese, but my knowledge of Japanese ends here. The rest of my talk is in English. And I got a huge ovation because my, my pronunciation, I was practicing a lot. My pronunciation was quite good. And so I got a huge ovation, and then I gave the talk in English and, and less of an ovation after that. <laughs> so I'm curious, an experience like that, and we were talking a little earlier about, you know, when professors and faculty members go to conferences and make connections, what are, there are obviously probably some tangible benefits of collaboration when faculty members and professors travel around the world, maybe make partnerships, maybe do some research. What are some of the sort of intangible benefits for 
a professor for students for an institution when professors are making those connections around the world? Well, I think it's the unexpected connections that are the real interesting things. I was I was in uh, the University of Caen in Normandy in France many years ago, and I gave uh, a number theory seminar there. And then based on what I was sharing, one of the mathemati- local mathematicians said, you know, what you're sharing, I think, can be generalized, and we ended up writing a joint paper together. So that's the kind of obvious, tangible thing that you would normally expect. But it's the relationships that you build that you might not see a, quote, utility in at that moment, but just having that collection and that network of of people that you can reach out to – as necessary, as the future unfolds in your life, it's a very powerful force. And, and I certainly have benefited from that where, where connections and, and, and relationships that I formed uh, being abroad have, have actually been really powerful ways of having me move forward professionally or even personally. And I think that that's the unexpected thing we should always expect. Well, and I think it's also great to sort of to wrap up here thinking about the emailer's question about sort of university appeal abroad. And when you talk about collaborations, there's sort of going to be some inherent obstacles. I mean, language is one that comes to mind. Physicality and proximity is another. But it would also seem to me that there's satisfaction in those collaborations because maybe they're just a little bit harder to pull off and maybe a little bit more satisfying because you have to just invest a little more to make them happen. That's exactly right. And and of course, you know, when you're in a different culture, then you do feel uncomfortable. When I was in Japan, I was walking around by myself. Uh, it was a little bit disconcerting. And I think that those are moments where we can grow personally. And so these kind of interactions where we're placed in a different culture and we're placed in a situation where we're a little bit uncomfortable allows us to look for opportunities of growth, personal and otherwise. Well, and we, as we wrap up here, I should remind everybody that this topic came from a listener. And if you have a topic that you would like us to discuss, just send me an email and we will add it to a list for a future episode. My email address is jstaton. So that's J-S-T-A-Y-T-O-N at KUT.org. That's Jay Staten at KUT.org. And do they do they have to actually be from Japan to submit a question or will you no. take them from any any anywhere country? in the world. Very anywhere good. in the world. Just wanted we, our listeners yes. to hear that. Yes, we will take submissions from anywhere in the world. Outstanding. Dr. Ed Berger is president of Southwestern University in Georgetown, Texas. You can find out more at southwestern.edu. And you can keep your brain busy by keeping up with the news and other episodes of Higher Ed at KUT.org. I'm Jennifer Staten, KUT News.